Welcome to the Down Under Diaries, a podcast for the keen traveller or mover. Joined by me, Rosa, a teeny tiny Brit living here in Melbourne. Together on this podcast, we will chat about what life is like abroad, past challenges I faced and how you can overcome them, but also present struggles I'm currently dealing with and what we can do together to feel safe and excited about our journeys ahead. Like a diary, opportunities and difficulties unfold for me on a daily basis. So join me in figuring them out. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I don't even know what episode we're on anymore. Episode number down under. Everything twirls differently when you're in Australia. <laughs> but anyways... I have really enjoyed the episodes recently. I think last week's one was a huge one for me and I'm so proud of it to be able to bring you that in-depth, up-to-date information about the working holiday visa. If you haven't checked that one out already, I would definitely recommend it, especially if you haven't come to Australia yet, but you do and you want to come on a working holiday visa. Well, I have all of the updates and all of the changes that have happened to this visa in your previous episode. So definitely check it out after this one. But today I have yet another guest on the podcast and invited into the space is Luke. Luke is a freelance content creator. He travels across the globe working with multiple different clients and he makes money from traveling. Now, if this is something that you've never even thought about before, maybe you haven't even had an idea that you could make money when you travel well this is the episode for you because if you feel stuck right now maybe you're scared to quit a job just to travel and then come back to that job and wonder how it will all make sense in your life maybe we can clear some things up for you maybe we could even spark an idea that travel could be your full-time career. I mean, I'm sold already and I don't even need to play this episode to you. Like, I am sold. I would do this any day. Imagine doing your work from a hot country. Yes. So in today's episode, Luke is going to describe what the U effect is, his recent project that he started up in January and how it can affect your life in a positive way. We also talk about his recent trip to Bali and how you could avoid said barley barley and at the end we talk all about content creation and how you could make travel your full-time career i'm so excited to be doing an episode with my guest today um i would say that our friendship blossomed and pretty much went from naught to 100 within the space of 24 hours I will (laughs) remember that conversation where uh do you know what I'm gonna let Luke talk about how (laughs) we met because it is one of those situations where you don't have to meet the person and you already know that they are gonna be probably a friend for life because (laughs) it was so easy for the two of you to connect um if you've never heard of Luke Luke is currently a freelance content creator living in Melbourne just like myself he also has recently started a project and probably the main reason why I wanted to get him on the podcast was he has a lot of wisdom and advice uh about travel about content creation and to be honest just about life as well and I think this will make an awesome episode so Luke is a 
uh, CEO. He's the founder. He is the editor, producer, presenter of a project called The You Effect. And that is all I really want to say on this one, because I want to let you, Luke, describe what The You Effect is. And I guess what inspired you to create this project? Um, no. So for those of you who don't know, the U Effect is a community platform. It's primarily a YouTube channel, but it's also a movement very heavily inspired by this one particular YouTube channel, which I came across in 2018 at a very pivotal point in my life. Um, it's called Yes Theory. And for those of you who don't know, Yes Theory's channel revolves around seeking discomfort as a way of growing within your life. So that's going on new experiences, saying yes to things you wouldn't normally say yes to in order to seek new inspiration and to, yeah, grow within your life. And that that particular channel has always spoken to me in a way that no other channel has. And I have been a chronic YouTube viewer for pretty much my whole life. And I think YouTube was always one, like a dream job for me. You know, I think I went through waves of different things. Like I think I wanted to be a mad scientist. At, I think I wanted to be a fire, a literal fire truck at some point. But that's like pre-five-year-old. <laughs> like a fire truck itself? Like a genuine, I wanted to be a fire truck. I was like, man, I could be. But isn't that the beautiful thing? Like side quest, side topic quest. But like, isn't that the beautiful thing about children, right? There's no limiting, yeah. they can do whatever the heck they want to be. And that's yeah. just the most incredible thing to me. And for me, whenever I watched YouTube, I was like, I love that. I love that I can just be me and my raw personality. And people will pay you to do that? man, I want to be a YouTuber. But especially when you're at a younger age, like I think I had that sort of realization when I was 12. I, I did get bullied quite a lot in school because I'd be a bit of a weird kid. I was I was doing like Minecraft YouTube videos because a lot of the YouTubers that I was watching did that sort of thing. And it was shamed. It was shamed a lot. Like the evolution of the kind of content that I knew I always wanted to create sort of changed over the years. But it wasn't until... I hit a pretty pivotal point in my life in 2018 and it would have been when I was straight fresh out of a breakup um and at that particular point like I had to I was finally in a point in my life where I had to actually rely on myself to get through my hard periods in my life because prior to that it was either I had a relationship of someone to look after me and before that it was religion I was very I was brought up in a religious household and that was sort of where my comfort sort of stemmed from now suddenly I was in this place of like oh like there's nothing you know I don't have anything to sort of anchor onto and that's where I discovered yes theory and this whole idea of seeking discomfort and going out of your comfort zone really spoke with me and just their whole content and how they did their videos like that was the moment where I'm like that is what I want to do like that's it and my heart came alive and the inspiration behind the U effect is has always been revolved around my past and particularly with growing up um, facing a lot of bullying in school. I never really felt seen. I never really felt heard because whenever I would express myself, it would just get shut down or shamed. And so I ended up suppressing who I really was. And particularly, that's actually even how I got into filmmaking. It was because I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard in this world. And so I wanted to get really good at something so that suddenly everyone would see me and acknowledge me and I would be, you know, praised in some sort of way. And that's exactly what happened. But like anything that is sort of created from a wounded place, eventually it sort of crumbled and I was left in this 
realization of, oh, this isn't exactly what I want to be doing. Luckily, filmmaking does play into content creation in some way as well. So I was fortunate in that sense. U Effect is heavily inspired by just wanting to encourage authenticity is at the heart of it, helping people find that inner flame that we all have, but a lot of us suppress. And the videos and what I'm wanting to do with the platform, along with a lot of other people to help build it along the way is inspire people to know that there is, that they are way more capable than what they realize. And what we're trying to do through videos is showcase what a human being is capable of. I just wanted to talk about, um, I guess, the the first time that we ever met in person. And it was for a YouTube video, which was... Um, about sending letters to a stranger so what happened on the day was Luke invited myself and three four other people that I had never met before to uh, Melbourne CBD and uh, Luke asked us to write down a note to a stranger we didn't know who the stranger was going to be we would just pick them out whoever we saw in the CBD area so we were outside the library and that day was huge for me because we had some really awesome reactions. And if you haven't seen uh, that YouTube video yet, I will put a link in the description to that one because you will laugh, you will smile and you will bawl your eyes out. I had myself repetitively bawling my eyes out at the reactions to people just saying as simple as you've got this you're strong, you're capable. And I don't think we realize how much we need that sometimes. Uh, how is the effect going as well, though? Like it's that video has done what? It's got like 15,000 views now. Almost at 20,000 now, which oh. is like really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sick. That is the channel humbly, humbly growing at the moment. I think we're at almost 400 subscribers, which is incredible. Um, we started at the start of the year. So it's definitely growing and it's it's nice because a lot of the videos we have made are very, they, they serve a purpose and they are beautiful and they have such a positive message that is really important. But it, I'm just really excited because there is also some longer projects that are in production at the moment that are really going to strike a, a different sort of chord in people and I'm really excited for those. So there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite good growth for um, just starting it. Luke, I know that you're a huge advocate for traveling and deciding to travel. I know you've just come back from a trip to Bali, which we are going to talk about uh, because it was unfortunate that you had some experiences uh. that I look, they're common. <laughs> you can't avoid it. Well, you can, but uh. it's quite hard to avoid it. But we'll get to that bit in a minute. Um, I just want to talk about, I guess, what is your importance to travel? Like what connects you to travel so strongly and how it's influenced your personal growth and your perspective of the world? Yeah, I think for me, travel has always sort of been a very important part of my life. Um, my dad used to take me driving out to rural parts of Australia all the time. And so it's always been something that I've very closely connected to. But I also understand that it's not everyone's sort of, I guess in a way travel sort of become my comfort zone, which is ironic. But I know for a lot of people, um, it can be a scary thing and there can be a lot of anxiety around it, particularly 
in regards to your relationship with your family and, and your, your work and lots of different things that are binding you to a certain place. For me, more than anything, travel has been an incredible source of inspiration, but it's also a really beautiful way to break out of a cycle that I find that oftentimes we trap ourselves and we, we create this reality. I find sometimes where we have this idea of how our future is going to look. We're like, Oh, we have to do this before we can do this. I have to, you know, finish this job before I can travel. I need to finish this degree before I can do this. And we sort of create this almost like a plan, which plans are great in their own way. But I think a lot of the time we don't truly realize how much a plan is actually limiting us because a plan is created from this perception of what we think our reality is. And especially when we lack life experience, that reality we're actually creating this fear of is actually not as expansive as we think it is. And I think the beautiful thing about travel is that it, it almost, it pokes the bubble. It expands this container of what we think life can be. And it actually expands our ability to be more and do more and, and appreciate things more. I think when we, when we put ourselves in the sphere and don't allow ourselves to experience new things, we're actually limiting not only who we can become, but also the um, purity of our relationships and, and the quality of them as well. Yeah. I completely agree. I think travel, when you decide to do it, it's almost like it goes down to come up. You go down through this anxiety that you've made a huge decision that's going to change your trajectory of life and oftentimes it's anxiety and it's also these negative beliefs right that it's a I shouldn't have done this I should have played to this milestone and this milestone I should have been on this timeline where I find a romantic partner by this age then I should have got married by this age or I should be focusing on my career and doing this right now at this age and I should be looking to buy a house and for some people that is that their perfect life and that's what they want to do but oftentimes people feel this subconscious resistance as if it's not right they're all they're following along this timeline but they're constantly telling themselves this doesn't feel right but I can't work out why it doesn't feel right I should be I want to do this and I want to do this I feel as if I should be doing this for society and I should be doing this because this is what my parents told me I feel like we're a different generation now where we are we kind of are just saying fuck it like we don't give a damn about timelines anymore. We're just going and doing what what feels best for us at that time and living more in the present moment. Yeah, I think there is a degree of order and chaos, a balance between the two. But I, I definitely agree that, you know, that travel is definitely something that has allowed me to experience what my life is truly meant to be. And I think, I, I feel like humans don't truly aren't able to truly comprehend how much they are conditioned by not only society, but also like, you know, their parents and what the world is wanting them to do. What's happening now I'm finding is that people, especially of our generation are slowly realizing that the, the purest form of fulfillment is when we do things from an empowered place. And we know that feeling of this doesn't feel right in the past. People would be like, Oh, but suck it up. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, don't feel that. And, but then you're, you're, you're sort of cast in this spell of society of, no, this is how you should live your life. And so, yeah, you end up suppressing it. But now people are actually learning to actually sit for a moment and be like, what is this feeling that I'm having? And a lot of the time it's like, yeah, you don't want to be here. 
and you can't avoid it. It's there. It clings onto you. And that's why, you know, that's, I think for a lot of people traveling is really beautiful because it actually gives you space to realize where you actually should be. So a lot of people feel like traveling actually takes you away from what you should be doing. People are like, oh, I should be working this job. I should be earning money right now. But then they travel and then they're like, oh no, my, my, my line of sight was so like, it was like tunnel vision. It's like, it just, it expands this container. Like I said, that you don't realize is there. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I, um, I guess with travel as well, you're going to come across things that are going to put you under pressure, put you under bad pressure as well. Like I can recall hundreds and hundreds of things that have happened to me whilst traveling or whilst living abroad that have really put a little spanner in the works, but have forced you to grow as a person. And I guess for your sake, uh, I know that you recently went on a trip to Bali and uh, you just had a pretty unfortunate circumstance to happen to you. But I know that if you ever want to go to Bali, I think uh, the person listening might learn a lot from your experience. So, um, Luke, Luke, what happened to you in Bali? There was a lot of vomiting. There was a lot oh. of pooing, leaky poos, TMI. Uh, I got Bali belly right. I got Bali. So I was there. I was there twice. So I was there for like ten days. Then I went back to Canberra for like a couple of weeks to do some more work, and then I went back to Bali. First time. I was fine living life. Didn't even know what Bali belly was. But one night I was at this like, um, this like beach club party sort of place. And on the way home, I was in this shuttle bus and this kid sort of like clinged himself onto me. He was like, oh, like, you know, who's this guy? He's really cool. And he was like to me, do you know what Bali belly is? And I was like, uh, at the time I had no idea. I was like, no, what's Bali belly? He's like, it, it makes you vomit. And it makes you poo a lot. And my dad's got it right now. And I was like, oh, don't give me barley belly. That freaking night. I swear this kid was a demon. And like, he like possessed me. I started like throwing up. I was vomiting. I, you know, stuff was coming out all the holes in my body. And (laughs) and all at once. Anyway, I don't need to get into that. And then I actually got dehydration sickness because all the fluids left my body. And I got like a fever. It was just 24 hours of hell it was awful but then I was better but then everyone in the household got sick as well and you know weirdly enough um leaving Bali I was there for two weeks getting home I started feeling unwell and even now it's been over two weeks and I'm still not feeling 100% Bali just creates this health thing within you I don't even know what I have right now but I have not felt the same since coming back And I guess that's like another part of travel is like, it can be amazing, but it can also be a bit of a rude awakening about your health as well. Cause I I never used to get sick like at all. And now I'm like, like feeling off. And so I don't know what's going on. Yeah. How did they treat you in Bali? They're they're quite holistic over there, which is like interesting. So they, um, and especially the environment that I was in, it was very um, holistic people. So all the water was filtered, all the food was quite clean. I was fortunate enough to have clients who could support me. And so my clients actually allowed me to have an IV drip. And so in this IV drip, they rehydrated me. They put vitamins and minerals in me to sort of get me up and going. But a lot of the time you actually just have to ride the way. There's no real way to cure it, but just eat better, drink lots of water. Because they give you antibiotics sometimes. They might give you 
anti-nausea or anti-diarrhea or whatever but I, I sort of stayed away from those tablets because I'm like your body's trying to release stuff right mm. you know let it it sucks but let it do it but anyway yeah you sort of just have to ride the wave um there's no real way to cure it but just eat better drink lots of water yeah <laughs> how do you I mean well bless the little boy he must have uh, oh. spoken something into you he must have sp- spoken something out into the universe it's so unfortunate for you because you were like I don't know what it is and now you're like I know what it is <laughs> I you know, know what it is it's it, it was quite fun it, oh, I shouldn't say it's funny my dad would kill me but it was funny <laughs> You mentioned that you went to Bali, but you had overseas clients. Now, I want to, I guess this is the main part of the episode and probably one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on, because I know that if you're listening and if you're on the brink of maybe deciding that travel is the thing that you want to do, you love travel, you're passionate about it. I mean, you already are because you're listening to this podcast, you're listening in your free time to travel content it's what you really want to pursue but you can't even imagine a life where you get to travel and work at the same time or even better you make money from traveling you make money from seeing the right people in different countries and it feels so far-fetched to start off with you put all of these barriers in the way first before you even realize that this is possible well if this is you then you are in the right place at the right time because luke's role is a freelance content creator but it takes you around the world right like where is your job taking you so far um in the past year i went from well i went from being someone who's always been anxious about not traveling that much to traveling to think 13 different places in the last 12 months. So that includes like Switzerland, Malaysia, Japan, uh, Thailand, India, New Zealand. I I could list them all, but it's like, yeah, lots of, lots of different, lots of different places. So it's quite wow. Like, I'm still like pinching myself. I'm still pinching myself. It's just like, it's seriously. And you said it so well, like it felt like it was too far fetched. So how did you get into the role of freelance content creating and how did it end up taking you abroad to all of these places and making travel as part of your lifestyle? The first step for me, which is actually the hardest freaking step, it's the acceptance of what you truly want to be doing because you're faced with a decision. Everyone's faced with a decision at some point in their life, whether they're going to stay stagnant in what they're currently doing or they're going to follow that burning desire, regardless of how impossible it seems or how hard it might seem. I was faced with this decision, actually not that long ago, like only like two years ago, where I was actually working a corporate nine to five job. I was in the public service. That's as corporate as you can get. I was working nine to five. I was on a really amazing salary. It was just like golden handcuffs. It was perfect. I got offered a full-time I think it was like 85 grand a year job. You know, it was just like perfect or ideal. But I knew that I wanted to do content creation and I knew that I wanted to travel overseas under my own sort of business. And so I was sort of faced with this decision. Now, all my wounds, all my conditioning told me to stay because I was like, this is what I've grown up to feel like I need to do. But there was that part of me knocking at me being like, "Uh uh-uh, you know what you really want. And throughout my whole life, I've always told myself you have to follow that voice at some point or another this was like 
if I said yes, I had to stay sort of thing. So it was like that acceptance and that, okay, I'm going to take that leap of faith, which was the hardest thing ever. Took that leap of faith, so much unknown, so many things going wrong, so many things going right. Being self-employed, running a business is not, and you would hear this all the time, it's like a crazy journey. But I would not have it any other way because the freedom you get from running your own business and and through doing content creation is something you, you won't be able to get in any other way. I did a film production degree telling me, oh, like, you're, look, you're going to be in Hollywood one day sort of thing. And I would always say to those people, no, I'm not. Because that industry was not what I wanted to be doing. I knew that I wanted to be working under my own business where I had a lot more creative vision because in Hollywood, there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of people overarching, overlooking every sort of um, department. And what you think you have creative control over is actually just financially driven at the end of the day. And so I always knew that it was content creation. I knew that it's what I wanted. I knew 100% I wanted to, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I just followed my intuition and I actually followed what was authentically a fuck yeah. It's actually so funny how it circles. It was when I made the decision to travel under my own expense to Melbourne. I paid a flight to Melbourne to film this video for free for this YouTube series. This was the catalyst of everything. And through doing that project, I found myself in lots of different communities because a lot of the, a lot of what it involved was actually filming a very big variation of people. It was people in like the spiritual community. It was people in like the hip hop dance community. There was lots of different people. And then eventually what happened is one of the people I filmed as part of that video offered me a contract to film a documentary series about this particular brand it was a cacao company called sacred what ended up happening i could not prepare myself for i was taken overseas to switzerland because they were bringing the brand into that country and that's where i had the opportunity to network overseas now what what happened is i continued this mindset of creating like the best work i possibly can and just like doing things you know with love and passion for wanting to create content and so i found that through this opportunity that I just leapt on, even though it made no practical sense ever, I was able to go overseas. I was taken overseas. And so I had all these eyes, overseas eyes on the videos I was making. And then suddenly I had heaps of people overseas knew who I was and they loved the work and they didn't see that quality anywhere else. The the whole Bali thing, a, a big reason why I was flown and I was chosen, even though they could have easily gotten someone cheaper and if not at the same level as me in Bali, the reason they got me, they felt comfortable with me. They had been in my presence and there are people, and I don't know how else to say it, but this, so it's going to be very straightforward. There are people with fat pockets overseas (laughs) who have a lot of money who literally will fly you over anywhere if they love you, Mm. they love what you do. Or if you can simply pitch yourself in a way that just goes, yeah, I want to work with this person. And so for me, it's it's about, well, what would I do to get to this place sooner? I would learn my pitching skills. I would literally just check myself constantly. Am I doing what I love? Because as soon as you're doing something you don't, that love and that in that in what you're doing isn't going to manifest in in what you're actually putting out and what people are receiving. People can feel what you create if it's not coming from an authentic place. And so that's mm. sort of became a reality also intertwined in that some beautiful pieces of advice for the person listening that might want to do this that might want to make travel content creation their 
their whole life, all of your connections so far, they sound as if they are bringing you over because they love you as a person and how much you love what you do. So it makes it so much easier for them to hire you. Do you see this being a more popular job into the future? Do you see this now becoming a more common way that people are going to live? Absolutely. There's going to be a global, oh, so dramatic, but there's going to be a global awakening. There is a hundred percent. People are going to start to realize, and it's through having discussions like this, where people are going to start to realize, oh, hey, what am I thinking? Like we, like this sounds so like over the top, but it's so true from my perspective is that we are so heavily conditioned by how society wants us to be, you know, and people are coming to their senses and it's only going to happen more and more, the more, because we, we have access to so much inspiration, even the U effect and what we're doing, we're, we're going to be taking people on these journeys and these experiences where they're going to have this sort of realization of, oh, I can do this. And people are going to have eyes on and, and witnessing this whole unfolding and all it's going to do is just spark these ideas in people to be like, oh, hey, I don't need to do this. And I just want to make it very clear to anyone listening as well. It, it's all well and good to listen to someone like me and Rosa as well talk about how simple it can be to actually live this particular lifestyle. But really, we almost put too much weight on making it, trying trying to live a feasible career because it, it didn't actually start off that way. At the time of me moving, I was freelancing I was doing a lot of jobs in my freelancing that I didn't like but I on the side knew that I wanted to do content creation and content creation is slowly becoming my job naturally I feel like we should stop trying to pursue things because of its financial sort of credibility but rather just pursue things because that's how we want to fucking live our lives like man why who cares if we're not niche enough who cares if we're not like you know, we don't stand out. Literally, I don't care if you have the most boring content on the planet that literally isn't going to do anything. You fucking love making that shit. That's enough validation of worth to, for you to be doing anyway. And all it will take is for someone switched on to be like, oh, this guy loves what he does. I th I, it is truly rare when someone actually finds what they love and they just do it. They keep at it. It's actually like so common for us not to just be fully immersed in what we love. It, it, we always have to balance it with things that don't align with us. And people can see when you are just in complete alignment with what you love doing. And that's actually what carries you to where you want to be. This is what happened on our Instagram live. We got so passionate at the end of our Instagram. If you haven't seen it, it's on my profile and it's on the UFX Instagram as well. Um, we got so passionate about content creation and talking about doing stuff that makes you happy and working in a career or working in a job that makes you genuinely happy. But I think it's because I've seen so many of my friends live a life where they constantly tell me that they are wasting precious hours. And in my previous job, I every single day was going to this job and telling myself, I am wasting a precious day where I could be doing what I want to be doing. And it makes you feel so sad because in your head, you're so caught up that you have to do this job because of financial stability. And it's just like we were saying, when it comes down, when you make a decision to do something and take a massive fucking risk to do something like travel and content creation, 
it's such a it feels like a setback because you haven't got the validation from the beginning you haven't got someone telling you this is going to be fine because I can see your future and it's going to be a perfect uh, straight line. You're going to go up. You'll have all of the followers. You'll have all of this and the money will come flowing in. It's not as easy as that. And any content creator will agree. It it does this, then it loops around and then it goes round again and it just continues to amaze you on how awkward and challenging and exciting and incredible it is. But you have to go through the setbacks in order to get to a point where it can be something that's more stable but um I think like you were saying we're going into this international awakening of this idea that we will know I think routine will be different the idea the the mindset of routine will be different now 100% and like I I, I re- feel really called to share this moment of vulnerability as well because it very much is a lifestyle I don't where I'm at right now, even with traveling for work quite a bit, I'm in no way financially stable whatsoever. And I just want to make it very clear with these trips, I don't really pay for the trip. Like, you know, I, I, I the flights get paid for and I get paid to do the work, which sounds like glory and bliss. And it is as a content creator, there's lots of overheads that you have to accommodate for. And particularly because I am transitioning from a sole trader to a company. This is a whole nother topic, though. There have been lots of expenses and I'm actually in debt at the moment, a couple thousand dollars. And I'm sharing this because I think it's really important to know that even when you are living what you think your dream is, there's always going to be elements of it that isn't completely tied together, right? It might seem like you've like, because I I literally, there was a point in my life where I'm like, as soon as I'm traveling the world, doing content creation, I'm done. Dreams finished. No, <laughs> there's always more strings to tie. And yeah, I just felt that that was important to mention as well, just so we're not over glorifying that lifestyle because it's definitely not all, you know, perfect. And there's a lot to build financially as well. And you need systems and structures to make it feasible because there's a lot of hidden costs to traveling that you don't really account for which I'm sure you would understand as well Mm -hmm. and yeah but I think um for you especially and the you effect uh it's gonna make the whole journey so much more enjoyable because you've come from a space of blank slate nothing before that and it's only everything after that so and that's what a lot of people and maybe if you're listening as well if you're wondering okay well how do I get this started like how do I do this and how do I do that it's so possible to do it from nothing and to build even just a tiny piece of your new career or traveling like one bit at a time and it is possible I think you just then have to be so aware of the reality of it that content creators or people that travel a lot will make it look easy but that's because you're seeing the best of the content on social media you're not seeing the bits that come underneath that like stolen phones well that's what happened to me anyway we're not going to talk about that yeah my phone got stolen I also had like a bank card stolen as well but you know Ah! well this just this is just what happens when you travel right you just there are situations that will uh screw things up and put you on a massive u-turn and that's the same with uh making travel a career that's going to be a forever ending situation if you are currently looking for an inspirational content creator then i couldn't look any further than going on to instagram and heading over to the u effect um luke is there any other places they can find the u effect how do they contact you how do they follow your pages 
Yeah. So if you guys want to follow the community Instagram, it's at the U effect global. Um, the YouTube channel is just called the U effect. So if you just type that in, it'll come up. We post videos while well, we're trying to post videos <laughs> every fortnight. Uh, we're going to get more into a rhythm eventually. Um, and those are the main platforms. We have TikTok, but you can follow us. We're not really doing too much there at the moment. But yeah, those are the main places. Peace up, A-Town. Yeah. Okay. Usher. Yeah. Usher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. got down. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took some new information away with you to just ponder on. Maybe I will see comments from you in the future saying thank you so much because I am now a full-time travel content creator traveling the world and making money because of it. It can happen. And Luke has made it very clear to you that it is possible. So let's make it possible. I will leave all of Luke's contact details and social media platforms in the description. So if you are interested to find out a little bit more about him, then you know where to find him. I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye.